0: Welcome to Day 355 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together, uh, which is the story of the prophets. Uh, We follow the story of the prophets as they warn Israel of coming judgment, as they uh, encourage Israel in the midst of judgment to look forward to the restoration that the Lord will bring. And, of course, as the people return from exile in Babylon, uh, that they uh, are encouraged to continue to pursue the Lord and to live in a way you know, that they will know the redeeming power of God and His grace. So we come today to the prophet of Joel. Joel is hard for us to place historically with, you know, the prophets. Uh, there is no reference to a king. There's no you know, time references, you know, that we can look at. His, his prophecy could fit in any one of those sections. It could be a warning of the coming judgment of the Lord. It could be, you know, something that... Uh, you know the Joel is using to encourage them while they're facing judgment, not to return to behaviors of the past, or it could be just a warning at the end. Now that we've been returned to the land and to the people, let's not be the people we once were, but let's be a people wholly dedicated to the Lord. And of course, one of the features you know of Joel is uh, you know his fascination with locust. So we come to the first chapter. We're going to actually be introduced to four different Hebrew words for locust in this and we're going to be introduced to eight different crops you know that they devour you know as they move through the land and, and of course the locusts we meet in the first chapter become even more ominous in the second patent you know chapter and of course they've evoked our imagination through the into you know, the, the story of you know prophecy and how we look at prophecy uh, so we come today to the story of locusts found in the book of Joel. Uh, before we read as mm-hmm. always uh, we, uh, we want to see what God wants us to see through His Word so that we might know Him more fully and we might reflect Him in His grace more richly as, as we follow Him. Uh, so before we read, we offer ourselves, our hearts, our entire being to the Lord uh, to know Him and, and to be transformed by His Spirit into the image of His Son. So before we read, Cindy, do you mind lifting us up? No. Father, thank you for this time in your word. Thank you for
1: the gift of your word to us. Um, Father, may you open the eyes of our hearts that we might understand and that we might um, take to heart, Father, what you're teaching
0: us or telling us. And by your spirit, Father, would you change us? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The word of the Lord that came to Joel, son of Bethuel. Hear this, you elders, listen, all you who live in the land. Has anything like this ever happened in in your days or in the days of your ancestors? Tell it to your children and let your children tell it to their children and their children to the next generation. What the locust swarms has left, the great locusts have eaten. What the great locusts have left, the young locusts have eaten. What the young locusts have left, other locusts have eaten. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep. Well, you drinkers of wine, well, because of the new wine, for it has been snatched from your lips. A nation has invaded my land, a mighty army without number. It has the teeth of a lion, the fangs of a lioness. It has laid waste to my vines and ruined my fig trees. It has stripped off their bark and thrown it away, leaving their branches white. Mourn like a virgin in sackcloth, grieving for the betrothed of her youth. Grain offerings and drink offerings are cut off from the house of the Lord. The priest are in mourning. Those who minister before the Lord, the fields are ruined. The ground is dried up and the grain is destroyed. The new wine is dried up and the olive oil fails. Despair, you farmers, well, you vine growers. Grieve for the wheat and the barley because the harvest of the field is destroyed. The vine is dried up and the fig tree is withered. The pomegranate, the palm and the apple tree and all the trees of the field are dried up. Surely the people's joy has withered away. Many, uh, many speculate that uh, he is actually talking about an invasion of locusts through Israel in the recent you know past, and they're remembering how it's affected you know so many, you know different ways. Uh, one of the things you can Google to you know get an absolute you know, appreciation of this uh, is just locust swarms you know that are happening in Africa right yeah. now, how they'll sweep mm-hmm. through the land almost and blanket the land and devour everything in their sight and leave the people, you know, hopeless. And, of course, he's using that image, you know, to point, you know, to a greater judgment that is coming. And, of course, we uh, this is coming from, you know, De- Deuteronomy 28, where God, you know, predicts if the people do not honor God in all their ways— uh, that they will send locusts to devour the land, and, and this both you know, can be literal and, and figurative, where they will plant much but not have much in return. And, and of course, this is the leanness of a people who pursue life, you know, apart from God. And it's a very vivid picture, you know, that is, is given here. There's not even a sacrifice to be taken to the mm-hmm. temple because all of the uh, the grain and the wine and the pomegranates and the apples, you know, and, uh, all are taken.
1: Then you see just the compounding nature of the locust, right? What the locust left, the great locust ate. <laughs> what the great locust left, the young locust ate. What the young locust left, you know, the locusts have eaten. And then there's kind of that call to to wake up, right after that. You know that the word of God has that sobering effect of inviting us into the reality of the situation. And so often we like kind of hide from that. And and yet there's that increasing wake up. You know, you drunkards and, and weep. Look what's happening.
0: You know, it's a, and that's you know a very imprecise you know a translation of the Hebrew there. We're not sure you know, what this means, but the, there's four different words for locus which kind of magnifies the impact. So they can be the great locust, the young locust, and the coming locust, or the other locust, or they can be different kinds of locusts, but the whole idea is the effect just seems to multiply itself over and over and over again. And the first wave, wave of devastation is not nearly as bad as the next, which is not nearly as bad as the next, and what's not nearly as bad and as the next, so you have four. You know, and you have that sense of completion, and uh, you have a strange uh, window into Hebrew. You can tell how serious, you know, how serious something is by the number of words you you invent to talk about it. And mm-hmm. so we have words here that we don't even you know, completely know the meaning.
1: Yeah. I love to just. I mean, man, the Joel's ability to to really kind of capture the just how devastating all this is from you know the descriptions of the locusts, but also to who he addresses and how it affects them from the elders yeah, to the drunkards to the
0: children. There, yeah, there's no doubt this is a great piece of poetry mm-hmm. about locusts. <laughs> <laughs> it's well-developed yeah. Hebrew poetry. Devastating <laughs> effect. But yeah. yes. and,
1: and it's just, you know, hey, elders, pay attention. You know, uh, Drunkards, pay attention. You're not going to have any more wine uh, to drink. You know, yeah. and children will be hearing about this. And, and just that reminder of This is devastating. It's going to devastate the land, but it's going to devastate... The livelihood of these people, you know, as an agricultural, you know, society, it's going to devastate their religious practice and no longer being mm-hmm. able to offer, you know, the offerings to the Lord. So it, it's not just, I think for us, we're, we're so far removed from some of this that when the land gets devastated, crops get devastated, we'll say, well, surely we can still ship, you know, food in somewhere, yeah. you know, but this is, this is going to affect all their whole way of life and God is going to call them back you know, to himself through mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it, and of course, not only does it affect you know their livelihood and their day to day sustenance and their ability to go into the temple and offer sacrifices, but even even the comfort you know that someone might receive in wine in a time of trouble, even that's not going to be available for you. Those of you that have tried to drown your yeah. sorrows, you know, with drink, so all of this is going to be stripped away from you, and, and you will you will have nothing. And what will your response you know what your response be? And not only do you have four kinds of locusts, you have eight mentions of different crops, you know, this little effect. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you're doing numbers in Hebrew, you know, seven is is the number of absolute completeness. This has gone one step beyond that. This is more than complete devastation, Mm -hmm. you know, in the light of those who are
1: experiencing it. Mm So that's maybe why the people's joy is withered away as it <laughs> Like what do we have left? Yeah.
0: I don't know. Do you yeah. know my joy yeah. just withers away when I don't have anything to yeah, eat. I know. You Jeez. know, that yeah. could do it in and of itself. But it's you know, it's a picture of you know, it's a picture of a couple things. It's a picture of natural consequences, you know, and devastation, mm-hmm. you know, of a land, you know, by physical locusts. It's gonna be a picture of God's judgment through the nations as they sweep through, you know, Jerusalem and, you know, pick Jerusalem, you know, clean. But it's also a picture of, of the devastation of, you know, the way Jesus would describe it as those who are rich in the things of this world but not rich, mm-hmm. you know, toward God. So that, that there's this personal, you know, devastation that takes place where there's a you know, maybe a wealth of, of possessions but a leanness of soul. You know that's a part of it, and and you have that in the joy that is withered away. There is no joy. There is no peace. There is no shalom, you know, in the land. And again, this is what you know God predicted in you know Deuteronomy in a twenty eight. And you know, we are talking about the curses of unfaithfulness to God. One of mm-hmm. them would be that the land itself will not yield its fruit, and everything that we plant, you know, will ultimately not come, you know, to pay off that locust will devour.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joel is also kind of an apologetic for, if you will, in some sense of, you know, when we see things like this, we ask, and then we'll see the question later on in chapter two. You know, where is their God? Why will the nations say, "Where is their God?" And then the Lord responds, you mm-hmm. know, "Surely I've taken notice, and I'll send you new wine. You know, I'll send new grain." And and that just that reminder of we see this devastation happening, and certainly as it they're undergoing it. You know, they're you know what is happening? Where, you know, where is God? Did He abandon us? Did we forsake Him? You know, and I mean, how much of this in our own life do we struggle with and ask those questions that, you know, we, mm-hmm. we don't have answers to. And yet the Lord is sovereign and he he has a good purpose for allowing, you know, whether it be kind of whether it is, um, you know, real in this moment, they're actually experiencing mm-hmm. this devastation or it is allegorical or whatever, you know, however we want to take it. We're seeing the Lord is sovereign, mm-hmm. you know, and he doesn't always reveal you know, to us right away, why he allows certain I things. I have right. a friend
0: who's just returned from a work trip, you know, to Jerusalem, and he was there with him some of his friends who, you know, didn't necessarily value or believe, you know, the story of scripture. And uh, one of them, you know, one of his co workers, you know, quipped to him. It sure seems like God could have picked a prettier place. <laughs> and that, but uh, the whole heart of Israel is, is a place that flourished as the people yeah. you know, responded to the grace of God and as a people, is a place that dried up as the people mm-hmm. turned away from God. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is a picture of a land that really is on that precarious you know, kind of mm-hmm. kind of edge where under God's blessing they can flourish, but under the removal of God's blessing that they can experience devastating you know, natural consequences. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we see. And of course it's a far bigger picture of physical flourishing and non-physical mm-hmm. flourishing, mm-hmm. but of our flourishing in the Lord as well. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a week in your word. We thank you for um, we thank you for leanness that draws us to you, but more than that we thank you for the fullness that you have offered us in in the person of Christ. May we be a people who are always humble by your blessing. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.